Origin Gates is a proud supporter and endorser of The Nest. Before you get into today's podcast, I wanted to tell you of an exciting new school offered by The Nest. It's called Voices of Torah and it will be run by Carl Whitehead. This school is specifically for you if you've ever wondered what your purpose in life is. If your destiny was written before one of your days came to be, then surely there must be a way to discover what was written. And there is. Each of us was born on an ordained day, at an ordained time, and in an ordained year. None of this was by accident. There is a birth portion assigned to you based on these factors. Carl will take you on a journey of discovering your birth portion and how that aligns with your scroll. He'll give you the keys and resources to access that blueprint. Your life will have new meaning when you discover your purpose. This school will run for nine months from the 9th of January until the 1st of October 2021. You will have two sessions per week. One will be to work through that week's Torah portion and the other session will be an interactive Zoom call where you can discuss what you've learned with your teacher and begin to form community with other students. You will learn how to extract revelation from the word, how to ask the right questions and ultimately how to understand why you are motivated as you are because it's all about the scroll. For more information, please visit www.thefoundationnest.com and click on the tab called Voices of Torah. We look forward to welcoming you to the Nest soon. Welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Robbie Venter, sharing an insight of the day. So, interestingly, I've been preparing for a couple of weeks on doing this podcast about the difference between the mentality of a son and a slave, and uh, I've been meditating a lot around that and spending a lot of time kind of thinking through um, the various concepts around that subject, and right before I went to record it, I felt Yahweh say to me that I need to do this podcast on an entirely different subject, which is surrounding my journey through addiction. And uh, it's not something I'm necessarily all that excited to be talking about because it's, it's very personal and not something that I would usually yeah, want to be putting out in the open for other people to know about. However... Um, because of obedience, uh, I'm going to go for it. So here we go, my journey through addiction. I'm not going to cover all the details around my personal life story. I, I think I covered a lot of that in one of my previous podcasts. But the, the point is, I was in a place when I was younger where I felt very disconnected, disconnected from myself, disconnected from others, disconnected from God. And the levels of brokenness that I found myself in seemed to just get worse and worse um, to the point where as, as a 13-year-old, I found myself continually in detention, you know, always in trouble, not really understood by, uh, by teachers or parents. And so, so me being in this place of kind of brokenness and not feeling like I had, uh, had a sense of belonging or security put a lot of pressure on, on my relationships with, with parents and teachers and, and peers and so forth. And most importantly, my relationship with myself and with God. 
And so because I was in this place of pain and brokenness, I think that it, it kind of acted like a magnet towards bad habits. And so I was 13 years old when I started smoking cigarettes. And um, uh, like I said, the, those sort of addictive patterns seemed to flow very naturally because of the broken state I was in. And so I found myself um, yeah, being a smoker from the age of 13. Uh, and as many people know, uh, it, it usually doesn't stay there. As you progress from smoking, it usually goes in towards other types of uh, addictions too. And so... Yeah, I found myself in a very unhealthy place as a teenager, having all sorts of addictions to, to different things and different substances to the point where when I was 18, I was drinking for a majority of the nights of the week. More often than not, I was I was drinking and and smoking and doing a whole, a whole lot of those things. And it's not important that I go into too many details around exactly what the nature of my addictions were, but I was a highly broken highly addicted yeah just completely lost person at the age of 18 and um and and like i mentioned in a previous podcast at this point i had been kicked out of school and fired from my job and asked to leave home and was was very very much at the end of myself and so what i want to talk about is my journey through it that's how i got into um, this place of addiction, but how did I make it through it? So I had a very radical encounter with Yahweh at the age of 18 and I had made a absolute clear decision that I was going to serve him. I was going to give my life to him and I was very committed to that. And so what, what had happened though, is that I had thought that automatically through this process that my entire life would change overnight and so I had because I had a huge spiritual shift I felt that that would automatically transition into um, the emotional mental physical sort of levels and and that's where addiction really lies is there's a level of it that sits at the spiritual level a level of it that sits at an emotional level a physical level psychological level and and so I put a lot of pressure on myself to just be a different person overnight so I didn't have the type of miraculous experience where my addictions were taken away from me. And so the, the journey was really a journey over a long period of time with a lot of struggle and a lot of frustration, a lot of disappointment. And um, really, I got to the place where I so badly wanted to serve God and I so badly wanted to be whole and I so badly wanted these things to be away from my life but over and over again I would stumble back into it I'd get triggered by something and go and buy another packet of cigarettes and then I'd throw the cigarettes away and then I'd try really hard again but but the point is that I was trying through sheer discipline to, to change and and after, I don't know, four or five years of trying this process and failing and trying again and failing and trying again and failing and trying again and going back into the same patterns and trying again, I was so sick of it because within, with everything in my heart, I wanted to be on the right path. I wanted to serve Yahweh, yet there was this thing in my life that was still contradicting um, the direction in which I wanted to go and no matter how disciplined I was it never really shifted and never really changed 
Um, so, so one of the things that really helped me the most was when I started the nest, I don't know, about five years ago, whatever it was, um, there was a lot of sessions done on, on DNA and how to change your DNA and how to, how to go into the courts of heaven and have your sort of DNA judged. And, and it was really, I believe it was a session by Grant and Sam, but then also there was others like Lindy and Ian and a whole range of teachers that taught about the subject through the nest. But, so I really want to honor all of them. So what, what I'm about to share isn't my original content. It's their perspectives and their techniques that they taught me through the nest that I then went away and applied, which I believe really caused um, caused the massive shift for me to make it through this. And so what I realized is that no matter how, I, how hard I tried to be disciplined and cause this addiction to go away through through choice and discipline it would keep coming back it would keep resurfacing so to speak and so I realized that it was an issue on a genetic level and so our our DNA is malleable right and and we know that from the teachings we've been exposed to but within my DNA there was a level of pain there was a level of trauma there was a level of um, low self-esteem there was a level of abandonment. There was there was all sorts of things within my genetics, right? That um, yeah, that caused this thing to resurface. And it was also addiction was also um, recorded within my genetic pattern. And so the same way that if you hold your hand um, um, over a surface and there's light shining, and your hand causes a shadow to be formed on the surface. That's how this works. That if this stuff is in your genetics, then it's gonna it's gonna be reflected throughout your patterns in your life, right? So, so for me, I, what I was trying to do was I was trying to change the shadow. But now, what I'd learned to focus on was to to change the thing that caused the shadow to be there. So before I go into what this, you know, how I implemented these solutions and the solutions that I implemented, I just wanna talk a little bit about how I felt at this point because I I had given my life to Yahweh I'd committed to to following him and walking with him yet there was this thing in my life and so I I really felt a lot of shame around it I felt like a real failure and I felt I thought to my often thought to myself oftentimes what would people think if they found out about this you know Um, and I think that for you for some of you guys listening there's things that you're struggling with in your life and you might feel a real sense of shame or secrecy or um, disappointment in yourself right uh, around some of those struggles and I want to say to you it's okay you don't you don't have to feel that way because that that feeling actually perpetuated the issue and it made the issue worse because the fact that I felt this shame and felt this guilt and felt this kind of anger around the situation caused me to again turn to addiction to feel better and so it was just this vicious cycle that went over and over and over and so knowing that our genetic pattern getting into the solutions now knowing that our genetic pattern is malleable the question to ask is how do you actually shift it and so for me, the first thing you got to do is do a stock take of what 
is in your genetic line like what what are this what are the 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 patterns and the symptoms in your own family like what are the if you look back to your parents your grandparents your great-grandparents what are some of the reoccurrences that you see what are some of the the issues that that you see a lot within your family lines and so for me i i had to to realize that i needed to get to a place of responsibility around what was in my genetic pattern because it wasn't healthy and once i reached that point i i I really just cooperated with the holy spirit to show me and and open my eyes to the dysfunctional aspects of what was going on in my family line and what was recorded in my genetics Right. And as as I did this, I, I noticed that there was a lot of issues regarding the way that I viewed myself. Right. So, um, you know, we, we talk about the fruit of the spirit being patient and kind and loving. And we're, we're so eager to often show those traits towards other people. But it's very difficult oftentimes to be patient with yourself and to be kind to yourself and to be loving to yourself and so so for me that was one of the key areas that I had to shift and I I had to repent of as not having a very high regard for myself you know Um, and so one of the things Yahweh said to me is I want you to esteem yourself the way that I esteem you and the word esteem of course comes from the word estimation so sometimes when we have a low estimation of our own value, it's a lot easier for things like addiction um, to, to take root in our lives. The, the other kind of issue that I found in my genetic line was, was the, the, the issue of trauma, like having gone through um, trauma both on a cultural level and on a family level um, and, and my parents' lives and my life. And so... The thing is that if something's not resolved in a previous generation, it gets passed straight on to you. And so, yeah, you might think that's not fair, but that's that's the way that it works. Whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not, whether we're aware of it or not, that's how it works. And so while that trauma and while that um, lack of self-respect and lack of self-value was within me, it was almost impossible for me to shift um, the addiction and so what what I learned through the teachings on the nest is that the power that's in the blood of Christ is through the application of the blood and by specifically um, identifying issues and and specifically applying the blood to those issues that's how you begin to resolve them and so I think we're often very quick to jump into faith statements and jump into, um, you know, stating positive affirmations and all these things. But while while um, uh, while there's these negative things in our genetic pattern, it's almost like the positive stuff can't can't sit there, can't take, it won't take off because it doesn't have the right platform to land on, and so. I found that I had to actually go deeper into the dysfunction and deeper into the issues and deeper into the struggles and allow myself to feel the emotions of what I was going through. And by doing that and going deeper into it and allowing that discomfort to almost like rise up and surface and to face myself, right, um, I could then begin to clear those things out 
by the process of going through the courts, by the process of utilizing things like the blood of Christ and um, and the baptism of fire and all these different spiritual dynamics that we get taught about. But ultimately what I realized is, as the scripture says, that we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And the Bible says, greater is he that rules his own spirit than one who takes a city. And I think oftentimes we're so eager to have some external level of influence, but we haven't even ruled ourselves well yet. And so uh, really more than anything, I want to say how grateful I am for the nest and for the, the teachings on the nest and for the teachers on the nest for showing me these keys and strategies because if I wasn't shown these things I would have been in the exact same position so my advice to anyone out there who is struggling with addiction is find someone to talk to to about it um, you know and and deal with it on the genetic level because it will have, always have a domino effect and um, yeah so anyway I just bless you and I bless anyone who's struggling with addiction to know that there is a way through it there there is definitely a way through it and you can make it you will make it and just keep going